The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleya of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Is the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, church, talk to me now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, first of all, I continue. I cannot but recognize the latest member of Oikea Christian Center, Baby Ojabo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor Emmanuel and Pastor Sheyi welcomed a baby girl, correct? Baby girl, yes. On Monday, praise the Lord. All right. It's raining babies in church, amen? I mean, we had a baby in Oikea Leki some few weeks ago. All right. So we have baby Ojabo. We are expecting another baby after baby Ojebo. All right, baby Akimbile, glory to God. I said, praise God. <laughs> we have baby Akimbile, then after that, we have baby Okonta. Amen. Then we have some other babies, hallelujah, whose identities I can't mention because we, we don't have permission from their family to announce, hallelujah. So when they pop, you will know. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. So our children's church, you know, Pastor Emmanuel, imagine that, you know, children's church, Jason is going to be their captain. <laughs> oh, praise God. Say, I'm the oldest here. Listen to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Say out loud with me i'm full of grace grace. louder i'm full of grace grace. i have grace before men and i have grace before god again i have grace before god and i have grace before men turn your bibles with me second corinthians chapter number 13 i have to move at the speed of light this morning because i have a set time to leave so i can catch the service um at lucky hallelujah Second Corinthians 13 and verse 14. Are we there? Can we read one to go? What does it say? Everybody, you're reading from your Bible. The screen is just back up. Let's read one to go. What does it say? <laughs> Let's read like people that did comprehension in school. One to go like a mass choir. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Hallelujah. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Now, what is grace? The word charis, all right, is the Greek word for grace. That's what it is. Grace. And what is grace? What is charis? The grace of God is the, write it down, the disposition of God that finds you acceptable, desirable, complete, and lacking nothing in his sight. Let me read that again. The grace of God is the disposition of God that finds you acceptable, desirable, complete and lacking nothing in his sight amen this is solely because he finds you in christ so no man can have be found acceptable desirable complete and lacking nothing outside of christ now look at colossians chapter number one Colossians chapter number one. Let us look at verse 19 into 23. You're going to see something now. Listen. It says, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. That's talking about Jesus. 
20 everybody did want to go it says what and having made peace through the what the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him i say whether they be what things in earth or things where in heaven so what is he saying he's saying all things in heaven and on earth are reconciled in the person of jesus you see that which means on earth jesus is the access point in heaven jesus is the what is the access point all things are reconciled and domiciled in jesus now pay attention we're not we're not done here he says in 21 everybody read, he says what and you that were sometime what alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now has he what reconciled now all things are reconciled on the earth and in heaven Praise God. Now, men who have accepted Jesus have also now be what? Reconciled in Jesus, in Christ. Are he reconciled? 22. In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you, look at it, to present you what? Holy and what? Unblameable and what? Unreprovable in his sight. Oh my God. He says... So that means the sacrifice of Jesus, write this down, the sacrifice of Jesus, which is the grace of God, the sacrifice of Jesus, which is the grace of God, amen, has presented us holy, presented us unblameable. That means there is no fault in us. No faults can be found with us. Holy. What does holy mean? Holy there means consecrated. Without spots. Without blemish. Glory to God. Unblameable. And he now says unreprovable in his sight. So that means in God's sight. Notice, notice. This is not in the sight of men. This is in the sight of who? The sight of God. We are going to do a study on that expression in his sight. You are justified in God's sight by the blood of Jesus. You are not justified in the sight of men. Are you following? Your justification in the sight of men is by your actions. But your justification in the sight of God is by the blood. Is this clear? Come on, is this clear? So, if you live a wayward life before men, men will mess you up. Even though you are justified before God. Because we are going to talk about favor before men later. Because it's favor before God, God carries his favor, grace. Okay. Because of my time, let's go on. I don't want to, you know. But look at the next thing. So, say that with me. I am holy. Louder. I am holy. I am unblameable and unreprovable in God's sight. Say it again. I am holy. I am unblameable. And I am unreprovable in God's sight. So in God's sight, you are righteous. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? In God's sight, there is no fault in you. In God's sight, there is no blemish in you. In God's sight. Everybody say in God's sight. Now, that is what the grace of God did for you. That's what the grace of God, the death, burial, and resurrection did for you. Now, but if you look at the next verse, 22 talks about what the grace supplied. 23 now talks about how it is received. Because in 23, it says, if you continue, we are. Come on, talk to me. If you continue, we are. In the faith. We are going to come back to that in a moment. Faith. Because faith is what receives what grace has supplied. Notice in John 3, 16, he said, For God so loved the world. He didn't say, For God so loved the church. He said, For God so loved the world. The world that he gave his only begotten son. So that means what Jesus did, he did not do for the church. He did for the what? For the world. The church is the people the group of people who received what Jesus supplied by grace, by faith. Can you see that? Can you see that? So what God did for mankind, glory to God, 
Only those who believe take possession of it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Come on, is this clear? Come on, is this clear? Uh-huh. So you cannot, there is no access to what God has supplied without coming in faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 13 verse 21. In his sight. When you talk about in God's sight, in God's sight is an, it's a justification matter. It's an identification matter. So that means who we are in the, in the sight of God is a function of who we are in Christ. So there is a commonality to our, our identification because our identification is rooted in Christ. So that means who I am in God's sight is who you are in God's sight. There is no difference between who I am in God's sight and who you are in God's sight. Because I am who I am because I am where in Christ. Is this clear? Come on, is this clear? So I can say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you can say you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My righteousness is not greater than your righteousness. Because righteousness is not a... Um, righteousness is a gift. Romans 5.17. What does it say? Turn in there quickly. Romans 5.17. Let's look at it quickly and we'll come back. Romans 5.17. What does it say? I want you to read it. That's why I'm saying you. Every, everybody, I go to read it so that you won't say, you know. And please, if you are with your phone, we are under a miraculous atmosphere. If you turn to Twitter, social media, the software will crash you. Amen, somebody. Amen. Say, Pastor, no. God does not do evil. He's not evil. That one is good. Amen. It is a good thing to the Lord to crash your software. If you are looking at Twitter and WhatsApp stories during the sermon. Amen, somebody. Amen. You have agreed. So, angels, <laughs> do your job. <laughs> Hallelujah. They've consented. Romans 5, 17. Read one to go. It says, what? What? For if by one man's offense, death what? Reign by one. Much more, they which what? Talk to me. They which what? Reveal abundance of grace. And of the... Can you see that? So, grace is a gift. It is not something you work for or something you want, you merit. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Okay, but I want to, do, I want to use one another. Pastor Emmanuel, come. New, um... New daddy, come. Victor, Pastor Victor, come. New daddy, about to be a come again. Come on, stand there. His, his wedding is in November. Praise God. Yourself and Valerie, Sister Valerie, getting married. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in case you are eyeing Sister Valerie, take your eye off now, in Jesus' name. Come here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Now, Ladies, look at me. I, I saw my pastor did this illustration. I liked it. I loved it. Now, ladies, listen to me. If somebody, this guy, was driving a Ferrari. How many of you know Ferrari? Wait, how many of you have seen, I want to check something. How many of you have, no, if you see Ferrari car in your backyard, you recognize it. Let me see your hand. You can, you can, good. So he's driving a Ferrari, red Ferrari. In fact, he came to church, boom, 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 and he parked. Then the dog opened on his own accord. He came out and he closed on his own accord. That's Ferrari. All right. Then this young man drives a Toyota Highlander. 2000 and no, 2002, not the example will not work. 2004. 14 model. Praise God. Sisters, whose car will you want to enter? No, no, no. Which car do you want to enter? Ah, angels are listening, no? Hmm. Okay, I don't cannot be for here. Exactly. You want to enter the islander by fire. Amen. Praise God. Now, now, you look at so oh, Ferrari and you know you will look at this man here as man, this guy now, wow. Right? Man, this guy is boxed up, correct? Now, if you now heard that this young man, the Ferrari was driving, was given to him as a gift from his father. He didn't buy it. In fact, he has not bought anything in his life from money he worked for. It was a gift. 
But this guy has a business, praise God, all right? His business makes about 40 million naira per year in profits, not revenue. Profit. Then he bought the islander from the proceeds of his profits. Who do you respect more? Who do you respect more? Highlander. Is that correct? Now, listen. This is one of the challenges we have in the body of Christ. Hmm? Now, this guy who got the Ferrari as a gift and who gets got all those things as a gift and didn't work for, is it possible for him to say that, thank you for this gift of Ferrari and thank you for the monies you are giving me and now take that money and use it to produce something? Is it possible? Come on, is it possible? Now, with that diminish of respect for him, because you now say, though his father is rich, he has produced results that is separate from his father. Is that correct? Come on, is that correct? So you will now begin to respect him, irrespective of the Ferrari, because you can now see what he has done of his own, based on the resources available to him. Is that correct? Praise the Lord. Now, this is one of the issues with many, many believers. That Ferrari is like the gift of righteousness that we have been given. We did nothing to be righteous. We only believed. Is that correct? If we lie, we are righteous. If we steal, we are righteous. If we do, if we sleep around, we are righteous. Because righteousness is not by your actions. It is what, what God has what given you. But my question is this. If I am righteous and I have been given a great gift like the Ferrari, you understand? Wouldn't I need to show appreciation? To my father, who without me meriting a Ferrari and meriting the millions of dollars he has given me, if I took that gift and produced result with it, wouldn't that cause much joy to abound to my father's heart? Is that wouldn't it? Come on, wouldn't it? Because you know the gift that he gave me for free, he worked for it. Come on, church now. Did he work for it? So he worked for it, right? But he gave me free as a gift. Now, what am I supposed to do with it? Am I not supposed to do something with it to say, thank you for your sacrifice over my life? Praise God. It is like this. Many of you, your parents sacrifice a lot for you to go to school. Some of you are doctors, nurses, whatever profession you are. You saw how hard it was for your parents to send you to school. Praise God. Now, imagine now you are finished. Glory to God. Then you now say, I'm not working. I'm just going to flangering. I'm just going to continue allowing my parents to feed me. Is that a good way to show appreciation to them? Talk to me now. Is that a good way to show appreciation to them? Now, does it change the fact that you are their child? Huh? Huh? How did you become their child? Did you have anything to do about it? No. You are their children because of something they did. But now, based on all they've invested in you, what you now do with the gift they gave you is now your thanksgiving to them. Is this clear? Come on, are you getting it? Uh-huh. So this is how salvation is. And all God has done for us in Christ is. Everything we have received is a gift. We don't work for it. The righteousness, the holiness, the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, seeing visions, all of that is a gift. But the way we say thank you to him is now to conduct our life in such a way that aligns with the gifts we have been given. Are you following? So that's why, because I have been given this great gift of salvation and righteousness, I cannot condone my body in fornication. Because to do that is to spit in God's face. Are you, following, are you seeing this? I can't carry my body for adultery. I cannot take my money and spend it on all my fleshly appetites. Because I'm, I am living in the acknowledgement that my God gave me a Ferrari I did not deserve. He has given me eternal life. I did not deserve. He has forgiven me eternally. I don't deserve it. So as a result of that forgiveness, I'm going to now live my life in such a way that is a thank you mode to God. 
So my lifestyle is now an altar of thanksgiving to God in that I'm going to say, Lord, because of this gift you have given me, here is my worship to you. I will live and conduct my life in such a way that gives glory to your name and praises the name of Jesus every single day. That is now what worship is. So true worship is based on what Christ has done. Did you get that? Come on, is that is that clear? That is why we don't praise people based on the gifts. We thank God for the gift because God is the one that gave it. Praise God. Oh, come on. Are you following what I'm saying? We thank God because of the gift because God is the one that gave it. But we what we follow people based on their fruits. Listen, this simple thing I have sent said with you today. It will keep you from heartbreak with ministers. You know, I mean, if you know, some people have heartbreak with ministers and ministries. It will also keep you from falling into error. Where you understand that you do not follow a man for giftings. You follow the man for his fruits. Jesus did not say by their gifts you shall know them. He said by their fruits you shall know them. Glory to God. Come on, is this clear? Come on, is this clear? By their fruits you shall know them. You can be deceived by a false prophet based on charismatism. But you cannot be deceived by a false prophet based on fruits. Because though a false prophet can mimic and act and do things that are miraculous and supernatural, but when it comes to conduct, he cannot mimic fruits. He cannot mimic fruits. You cannot mimic fruits. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Thank you very much. Can I put our hands together for them? You can do better than that too. Now look at Hebrews chapter 21. So Jesus, by his sacrifice on the cross, presents us only and unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. Say aloud, I am without faults. You see, after he said, you will type it everywhere. In fact, everybody, this way, you're going to tweet it. Those of you that have VPN, go right and Instagram, whatever, you 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 take a picture, a selfie, and say faultless, blameless, holy, unreprovable. Yes, that's right. That's who I am. Glory to God. Say it with me. Faultless, faultless blameless, blameless, unreprovable. unreprovable. Holy. holy. That's who I am. Drive religious people mad. Amen. Glory to God. Some of you plated your hair. Some men, some men, now, nah, some men wear earrings and stuff like that. For he's faultless. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In God's sight, he's faultless. He's blameless in God's sight. The, yeah, that dude that's a Christian wearing a ring. That's why he speaks in tongues. Because the Spirit of God did not care about his ring. Glory to God. But we will not talk about finding grace before men. That was next week. Because when it comes to finding grace before men, you may have to remove that earring. Are, are you following what that? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Someone says, it's my life. It's my truth. I'm going to live anywhere. You are there, Daniel. <laughs> you want to suffer. Amen. Amen. Sister, eh? you, you say, it's my truth. It's my You know where everything is revealing. Breast is popping outside like melons. And everything is showing. You say, it's my life. It's my truth. I can wear. Yes, you are right. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to let some religious people put me down, man. I, no, all these Nigerian Christians, they won't put me down with their shallow, small-mindedness, man. I'm not away with that. I'm going to live my truth. Jesus loves me the way I am. Yes, I know. I'm justified. I know. I am faultless. That's why I love you some Joseph Prince. You know, that's grace. 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 I know, sister. I know. But you see, eh? I want you to marry. Mm. Eh. And because, you see, this is your present state, the way you are. There is an, it's not you not marry you. The man you need to marry, the purpose you and him are supposed to fulfill, the way you are behaving like this, you will not find grace before men at a scale large enough for God to use you to pour grace into their lives. Sometimes there are sacrifices you have to make so that people can receive your message. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, Moses, all right, wanted to go and deliver the people of Israel. But how did he want to do it? He wanted to do it in his own might. He saw somebody 
fighting an Israelite. He intervened and killed the Egyptian. Is that what happened? The very next day, who came and told him, you know, because he saw an Israelite trying to oppress another Israelite, and that guy now said, what is the matter? Will you now kill me like you killed the Egyptian? Have you noticed? That was what happened. So you see, Moses in that state of warrior, all right, and not prophet, could not help Israel, even though he was what has been anointed to help them. Are you paying attention? So sometimes, even though you are called into an office and called into a purpose, if you are in a particular form, in a particular way, God will not be able to use you to fulfill that purpose. So you need to let go of this uh, how like for this thing you are on your rights the things about it's not right you know the bible says all things are lawful unto me but all things are not what expedient yes it is lawful unto you sister to dress how you want to do you are righteous nothing is going to take you from the presence of god yes you've been singing all those love you know uh, what's that song that uh, people like um Corey Asbury, and then the other one, Jiri, you don't need to, I don't need a trophy to, yeah, you like singing all those songs because it liberates you. It tells you you can do anything you like and God still accepts you. I know, but you see, as you grow in your understanding of grace, you now begin to see that you cannot do anything you like because grace saved you for a purpose and your answering to that purpose is your worship, your thanksgiving and your praise to God. So you now cover up because it is your worship to God because your worship to God is being a minister and being a blessing to others. So you take off that hearing young man because it is your worship to God. It's not about right or wrong. It's not about whether it is, you are, it is good or bad. It's not about serving purpose. You get that? Serving purpose. Glory to God. So you say, sister, with some sisters who not wear makeup, they know nothing is wrong with it. But the people they want to reach have a bias against sisters that wear makeup. Are you following? There are some sisters that don't wear trousers, not because there's anything wrong with it, but because they know that when I'm going to preach there, these people have it in their mindset that if you wear trousers, you're not serious with your Christianity. So for the purpose and for the time being, when I'm preaching to this set of people, I'm going to sacrifice what I know isn't wrong, praise God, so that I can preach what I know is right. Glory to God. So in God, there are different classes. There are times when you have to move from the baby class that is always me, me, self-centered and right-centered and about insisting on what I want. Hallelujah. Are you learning something this morning? Hebrews 13, 21. I have just 20 more minutes. Quickly. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. He said, make, uh, no, no. Hebrews 13, 21. Okay. Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. Now listen. Walking in you, that which is what? Well pleasing in his sight. Through what? Jesus Christ. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So when you see that expression in his sight, all right, as regards to our justification, in his sight is talking about only what Jesus Christ can do. All right, in a man. So that means God only finds a man acceptable if he is in what? In Jesus Christ. Because, all right, um, God will only find um, pleasure. He's only going to find delight in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is a perfect representation of who God is and is a perfect representation of who God wants man to be. So in Jesus, we have a fullness of expression of two things. In Christ Jesus, we have a fullness of expression of who God is and who man is. So when we see Jesus, we see man in his perfect rendition. When we see Jesus, we see God in his perfect expression. So you cannot understand man outside of Christ and you cannot understand God outside of Christ. Are you following? Say this with me. I cannot understand man outside of Jesus and I cannot understand God outside of Jesus. So Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible God. It is, is God we can see. In the Old Testament, nobody ever saw the physical visage of God. Alright? Even Moses thought he did what he didn't. Jesus came and said, no man God saw God at any time. John chapter 1, alright? Alright, then in John chapter 6, he goes and says, not that any man has seen God at any time. The only begotten of God that dwells in the bosom of the Father, he reveals him. 
all right so jesus is the visible representation of the invisible god all right to see jesus is to see god so when jesus came jesus came in the fullness of the expression of who god is but he also showed us all right what god's idea was for man so in jesus christ we see man as he ought to actually be hallelujah hallelujah i said hallelujah Amen. hallelujah so jesus is god's perfect man and jesus is god perfectly revealed amen i said amen amen, amen. so this grace is available in jesus but it's only received by faith look at galatians chapter 3 verse 1 11. galatians 3 11. just a moment oh glory to god you see this is why if you try if you try to earn righteousness outside of christ you will always be guilty you will always be guilty because righteousness the kind that will justify you in the sight of god is not earned it's not worked for you cannot earn it praise god your dressing does not make you righteous before God. Your giving does not make you righteous before God. Your own personal holiness does not make you righteous before God. It cannot make you righteous before God. There are men that live more ascetic life than you will ever live. There are men, all right, that don't know Jesus, don't believe in him, but have lived. I mean, when you look at some monks, the way they live, you will find more holiness you know according to men's definition all right in, in in them than in many christians but you see according to god's definitions holiness is not primarily in conduct holiness is who who you are and who dwells in you because you see in the old testament the bible tells us in exodus chapter 3 god spoke to moses and said remove your sandals because the land where you are standing is what holy what ground what did the ground do to be holy nothing the ground was holy because the presence of god was there are you following now because the presence of god was there the conduct of moses had to change are you following so that means that holiness is first of all where god is then our response to holiness is holy living Oh, did you, did you, did you, did you understand? Holiness is first of all where God is. Because the word holy is the word agios. It means consecrated. It means separate. So something that is holy is separated from a profane use to a what? To a holy use. Do you understand? So holiness means something consecrated for a particular purpose. So when we say something is holy, it means that we cannot use that thing for the general use. We have a specific use for that thing so when we say a believer is holy we are saying number one god's residence is inside that believer and there is now a unique purpose for that residence inside that believer what is the unique purpose for that believer to live his life for the glory of what god he can't live his life anymore so the moment a man becomes born again the moment a man becomes the temple of living god he is holy as a result of that holiness he must now live holy it's no longer it's not even a must he can now live holy because god is at work in him to will and to do of his word of his good pleasure praise god so holiness is not demanded of him holiness is given to him free of charge because of the sacrifice of jesus so you are holy not by works you are holy by the sacrifice of jesus the sacrifice of Jesus, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus has washed you, has cleansed you. 1 Corinthians 6, 11. He says, but ye are what? Washed. Turn in there. 1 Corinthians 6, 11. He said, but ye are what? Washed. But ye are what? Sanctified by what? Spirit of God. By the name of Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Say aloud, I am washed. I am sanctified. I have been made holy. Say, I am washed. I am sanctified. I have been made holy by the grace of Jesus. It's by grace. Grace is not just excusing, it's not excusing sin. No. It is also the empowerment to live free from it. Hallelujah. 
Because the forgiveness of sin is by the blood of Jesus. But you see, your sins were not just forgiven, they were washed away. So, the forgiveness of the sin has to do with the what? With the pardoning of the actions. The washing away of the sin is the washing away of your sinful nature. So, that means your nature of sin has been what? Totally what? Washed out of you. You are now a new man. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creation. All things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things are what? Become new. So, that's why he gives commands like put on the new man. Ephesians 4.24 Put him on. Why can you put him on? Because you are a new man. If you are not a new man, you need to be born again. Glory to God. Now look at Galatians 3.11. The grace supplied, we received by faith. So, this is where we have to be careful of things like universalism. Universalism teaches that because Jesus died, everybody has been saved. So, nobody is going to hell. No, sir. That grace, hallelujah, that was supplied requires faith for you to access it. It's like saying there is light everywhere, so everybody has lights. You know it's not true, right? Right? It's like saying there's light in this building, so everybody's phone is charged. No, you got to be plugged in to get charged. Praise the Lord. I said, praise God. Look at Galatians 3, 11. It says, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is what? Evident. The just shall live by... You see that? No man is justified by the law. So you cannot be justified by the law of Moses. But the moment you become into Christ, the righteous requirements of the law is fulfilled in your life. Because all of the law of Moses is encapsulated in two laws. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your strength and love your what? Your neighbor as yourself. Which is now in the Pauline um, instructions, walk in the spirit and you shall not what? Fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's it. Praise God. He says the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. So if the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart, you can walk in it. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Why will you not look at a woman to lust after her? Because it's not what love does. Why will you not date a man for his money? It is because it is not what love does. Are you following? Are you following what I'm saying? It is not what? What love does. And because I'm born of the nature of love, it is not what I do. If I find myself doing it, I need to slap myself into realization of who I really am. You see, that man that looks at a woman to lust after her is not who I really am. Amen. So, I do not judge or define myself by the aberration. I judge and define myself by the words. So am I. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am holy. I have the nature of God. When I find myself doing things that are not in tandem with who I am, I correct myself. Because what does Peter say? Peter said, if any man does this thing, he is what? Forgetful. He has forgotten. Alright? It's like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. Are you following? So I have to remind myself by meditating on the script what kind of man I am so that I will act accordingly are you with me so far very important don't call yourself by your sins if you call yourself by your sins you will continually become it if you brand yourself by your sins you will continually do it if you continually rehearse your sins to your consciousness, your consciousness will be filled with the sins that you are, con you are doing. So, alright, sin consciousness leads to the continual perpetuation of sinful actions. It is Christ consciousness that results in the continual perpetuation of, what? of Christian living. Your victory over sin all right and victory over all the things of the flesh he's hinged in Christ's consciousness calling yourself what the word of god says you are there is no place in the bible because the a, a, a son of god is sinner uh-uh no uh-uh no 
Paul, in rebuking the Corinthian church about fornication, calls them the temple of God. So he says, know ye not that you are the temple of God. So it is because of what they knew not. That was why they were living the way they were living. So he was reminding them that this is who you are, so you shouldn't be living like this. So the, the, the revelation to the fornicator is you are the temple of God. Are you following? So I'm not saying there is head knowledge, then there's revelation knowledge. When revelation knowledge invades your soul, my brother, you can't live the same way you are living. No? Listen, the man who has light does not drive his car into Porto. Amen. Amen. Uh -huh. If you if if you have light, it is when there is a problem with your sights that you now begin to run into barricades. Running into barricades is indicative that you don't have enough lights. Wherever you are struggling is an indication that, all right, you don't have enough light in that area. Your struggle is a symptom of a light that is lacking. Did you hear what I said? Your struggle is a symptom of a light that is lacking. The prescription is more Jesus. The prescription is more Christ. The prescription is more word. The more Jesus you feed on, the more liberty you experience. I'm not talking of a passive feeding. I'm talking of active feeding on Jesus. Active feeding on the word. Active. Amen. There are three ways to consume the word. Three major ways you can consume the word. The first and most important is read. 1 Timothy 4.13, he said, till I come, give attendance to reading. 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 What does reading the scripture, um, what does it do? Reading the scripture exposes your senses to divinity. Amen. Amen. The scriptures are the words of divinity fossilized that comes alive when a man with holy ghost eyes gazes upon it so all right it is fossilized on paper because it had to be fossilized and freezed in time so that men of different ages and different time dispensations when they come in front of that fossilized book that fossilized paper that fossilized scriptures they come in contact with the living word because the spirit of the living word is living on their inside so as they gaze on the fossilized book with the fossilized scriptures and they begin to read the person behind these scriptures begins to change the bible is the only book that you don't only read but also reads you the bible is the only book that you cannot change but changes you so what you do is that you open your eyes and read Listen, I want to uh, uh, um, 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 uh, uh, employ everybody here today to get a paper Bible and use it to read. Don't deceive yourself that you are, you are reading your Bible on a phone or a tab where calls come in and you are distracted. You see, because the Word of God, the Bible calls it what? A two-edged sword. It means that there is a surgical aspect to the operation of the Word. It means the Word of God has the capacity to cut through, to excise, to remove things that ought not to be present, alright, in your life. So as you feed on the Word of God, the divine surgeon begins to work on you and you find out that after you are done with a one hour session of just reading the word of God, you are not the same man that started. Glory to God. One of the operations of the word is water. It means when you bring yourself under the ministration of the word, there is a washing that goes on. How many of you have found that many times when you read the word of God, it feels as though you just had a bath? How many of you understand what I'm talking about? If you just sinned, all right, and you went to the word, you will forget that you sinned like two hours ago, all right? Because that's what the word of God does. The word of God washes you. It cleanses your mind. One of the greatest battles the devil will fight you on is a battle for the word. He will always try to get you to a place where you don't give yourself to the word. Because he knows that outside of the ministration of the word, he will whip you. Glory to God. So the first way to consume the word is by what? By reading it. The second way to consume the word of God is by listening to anointed preaching of the word. 
Sacramento consume the word is by listening to anointed preaching of the word. As you expose your, because you see, you are a person of influence. Tap somebody beside you, press that person's dozing, influence that person to be awake. Praise God. I'm preaching anointedly here. So if you are sleeping, um, your village people are after you. Glory to God, and we will not let them succeed. We love you. Amen. Now, what, are I, what was I saying? All right. You are a person of influence. You need to allow the word of God influence your senses. Everything you will become, everything you will believe, is a function of what this eye see, what this ear is, and what your what, what your, uh, your 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 skin feels, your perception. Glory to God. So you are going to be influenced by your senses. So what you need to do is to allow the world be the number one influence of your senses. So listen to messages anointed preaching ensure that the anointed preaching you are listening to is not serving you works of the law but is serving you christ because as you are listening to anointed preaching what should happen is that the glory of god should be presented to you in a mirror glory to god are you following what i'm saying like second corinthians 3 16 says 3 16 to 18 the glory of god should be presented and projected before you as a mirror and you should contemplate the glory as you are listening to that preaching so that as that man of god is preaching you are seeing who you are in christ who you are in christ that is what you you are seeing you are not seeing your addictions you are not seeing your mistakes you are not seeing your faults you are not seeing where you fell mm -mm. if you concentrate on why you fell your addictions your mistake that is not what you want to change to what you want to change so is who christ so you should listen to anointed preaching that shows you who you are in christ because it is what you constantly visualize you will become amen this is why the devil always tries to ensure that whatsoever addictions he wants you to enslaved by, there is a visual representation of it. And he will ensure that he's moving his children to project a visual representation of those things constantly into the space so that it can enter and seep into your consciousness. Whatever seeps into the depth of your consciousness will rule you. It will rule you. Some of you, while you were growing up, you were under parents and guidance that projected fear deep within your consciousness so that right now, whenever there is something great to accomplish, you are afraid to job because you feel that you cannot make it. Things that are wonderful like this doesn't happen to people like you. So you feel that you are a mark to jump and fall. Whereas somebody else who was fed fearlessness will jump and he will not fall. He will land on the other side. That is why you find out that sometimes, you know, that's a funny thing. Many things, you check it. Many Christian homes are fear-filled homes. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? They are afraid of, they have a dream. The mother is always saying, ah, akunio, akunio. So, they are always afraid of witches, they are afraid of wizards, they are afraid of Sherlock's, they are afraid of dying tomorrow, they are praying. So, the children grow up in love of fear. Ah, don't touch man. No, if you touch man, you will have, you'll be pregnant. Oh. So, you, so you, when you came to men, you were always afraid. So, they fed you fear. So, you now find out that your risk-taking appetite is slow. Your tendency to jump and allow God to catch you is low. Because you are always afraid. Hallelujah. So you love afraid. You are dating. He may leave you. She may leave me. You are doing business. It may crash. Are you following? So you are always taking, alright? Hey, so that, so you are taking steps. Hey, what if it does not work? What if it will crash? What if, because you were filled with so much fear. Break out of that rubbish. And feed on Jesus. There is no fear in Jesus. Look at someone say, There's no fear in Jesus. No fear. Parabaye. No Whatsoever I do, it will prosper. Hiya, glory to God. My name is on it. It will prosper. You must have God fidence, sir. God fidence. So I have 10 million, I'm going to put my 10 million in this. God said I should put it in there and I will put it, it will work. 
any Christianity that does not translate into your consciousness is fake. Any Christianity that does not turn you from a lamb to a lion, it should be questioned. Navdak should not, didn't give it Navdak number. Listen to me. The word is proven. You will prove it. The word, you will prove the thing. Some of you need to take three days off and lock yourself up with messages and allow the word to perform a surgery inside you to and allow an infusion of divine order, divine programming to seep into your consciousness. So you will emerge a different person and stop talking like a weakling. You are not a weakling. Where did you see weakling to become? Where did you see that one? Oh yes, I know you were sexually abused as a child. The devil was trying to do that to you. And the reason why he was trying to do that to you was to try to project a victim mentality inside of you. Such that you now begin to see yourself as someone that is at the mercy of someone stronger than you. But I have news for you today. Hallelujah. You are not a victim, sister. The devil tried and he has failed over your life. He has failed. He has failed. I said he has failed. Rise up and be all God wants you to be. All God has supplied. You will only enjoy by faith. Praise God. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Lift up your hands towards heaven, everybody. Rise up on your feet. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the spirit. Now listen. Listen to me. Learn this thing about participating with the spirit. When God moves, it's hardly quiet. Did you hear what I said? When angels move, it's hardly quiet. If you check the scriptures, you find out that there's a correlation between the shout in the midst of the people and the manifestation of the angelic forces. Praise God. Why? It's not the volume of their shouts. It's because there is faith in their shouts. Hallelujah. There is what? There's faith in their shouts. So when you say lift up your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, you lift up your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Alright? Don't keep quiet and just go ahead. Response. Response is indicative of participation and reception of what the Spirit has supplied. Everybody talking other tongues. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.